Hello everyone, I'm Reza Rad from Radicat, Power BI MVP consultant trainer. Uh, happy to be here with you. My favorite feature is custom functions in Power Query. Uh, welcome to the Power Query Magic. Welcome, Reza. Thank you. Let, let me go through this list here a second. So CEO at Radicad, Chairman and Director at Power BI Summit, Chairman and Director at Definity Conference, Microsoft Regional Director since 2018, Microsoft Data Platform MVP since 2011, and the list goes on. Okay. Do you actually ever sleep? <laughs> I have a lot, a lot of chairs. You know? <laughs> wow. What 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 keeps you going? What motivates you to do these events and take part in all these things? Uh, I I think ha having a good team is, is a is an important one. Uh, so there are a lot of things that Leila does. I take the credit for that. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, all in all, I I enjoy doing things with Power BI, Power Query. And that's, I think, what keeps me motivated. Yeah. Do you, do, you, do you get to the point where you're doing these things sometimes and you're thinking, why have I taken this on? <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's only when you get to the end of it that you think, oh, that was good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that, that actually, ha that happens a lot. I also, uh, like, like that, that happens a lot that I go through some practice, let's say I find the data that I want to be in different format. I do a lot of things in the middle of that. I think, well, uh, does it really worth that much if effort putting it into it? And, um, but I, but I do it sometimes anyway. And at the end, yeah, definitely is rewarding. Yeah. Uh, it, it also happens on my blog articles sometimes and and more funny with that like uh, because i write uh, <laughs> quite often sometimes i'm in the middle of a blog post i wrote everything i built my demos and like one last paragraph i realize well i might have already written about it and then i go and search <laughs> in google i find i already have a blog about <laughs> awesome that is good <laughs> Um, and I, th I think we first met at, at SQL Saturday in Perth, I think, uh, four mm -hmm. or five years yeah. ago. Um, I've lost track of time now. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was probably perhaps 2016, 17. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, since since then, you, you seem to have sort of got involved in an you know, ever-growing list of events and achievements. And I saw you the other day, you posted that you'd been awarded Fast Track um recognized solution architect yes it has a really long yeah. <laughs> long name so what, what is that so that is actually like there's a process for that to to get uh, i want to call it certified or let's say recognized uh, that uh, there's an assessment on your uh, architecture view of the power platform in my case it was on the power bi side of it for example, I help a lot of clients in their Power BI architecture, how to set up their data flow, their data set, their overall workspace practice, their ETL, like, like in general, in architectural view. Uh, it involves a bit of process, but uh, after that process, uh, likely I get 
recognized among many other people. Yeah. So thank thankful for Microsoft for providing that and anyone helping me achieving it. And then also with with the Microsoft sort of with, with a regional director role <laughs> as well. So you know how how does that come about? What's what's involved with that? Yeah, Microsoft Regional Director is probably one of the most confusing names ever put <laughs> on a title. <laughs> like because because you think well, Microsoft means working at Microsoft probably regional means it is related to a specific region, perhaps Asia Pacific or I don't know Asia New Zealand, and then director probably means I'm directing something. It involves none of those <laughs> and, things. It involves none of those things. So I'm not working at Microsoft and I'm not really directing anything. Uh, and I'm not mm, regional. I, of course, I'm based in New Zealand and I know uh, many more people in my region, but that doesn't make anything regional. Uh, basically, the regional director is just a title that, uh, similar to MVP, is like a recognition. Uh, if you have... Uh, browser view than an MVP. MVP is more like a deep dive view in a specific technology. Yeah. Like someone is really good at Power BI. Someone is really good at, let's say, SQL Server or uh, Power Apps or things like that, where regional director is a little bit browser view on some of these technologies and also understanding other rival technologies uh, okay. like and being able to advise Microsoft on what route to take in the future and and uh and in terms of like vision of the technology how, how to go through uh, okay. that it's not like mvp mvp is based on your community contribution um regional director is a little bit different but again sort of more meetings more discussions with people more Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, what actually pays the bills these days? Because you seem to do all these, you know, <laughs> all these activities that you know essentially appear to be free. You know, the blog, the mm. YouTube channels, the the events that you know. I know there's a there's a fee for some of these events, but I'm sure you're not making mm. any money from any of these. So, what what's what actually pays yeah. the bills? That is, that is right, and 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 we try to spend as much as we get revenue from the Microsoft on the conference to make it better. So normally that doesn't really uh, make a good channel of revenue, but we do a lot of training. Power BI training is probably like, I mean, in general, BI training, Power BI, yep. most of it, is probably like more than 80% of where, uh, the whole Radic ad uh, revenue okay. is coming from the other 20% is more on consulting and that is not let's say big huge consulting development work it's more like advisory and and, and things like that uh, in terms of Power BI training we do have clients basically everywhere we do some remote tra training for for example some clients in okay. US in different parts of Europe uh, in Australia and in Zealand of course uh, and we do also have some public training, but mostly uh, like these days with the COVID, uh, those private training yeah, no. is more popular. Yeah. And talking with the camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the the first few training courses I ran after COVID hit the online ones, they were okay. People were quite 
sort of still novel, having your camera on and doing all this sort of stuff. Mm. And then I just found it turned into cameras off, microphones off, and you can just be speaking to a a screen for half a day. Yeah. It's, it's hard to keep motivated then. Have you found, yeah, that's found that right. sort of thing? Yeah, and, and, and training like a full day online can be quite like uh, exhausting. Yeah. Not not just for attendees, but also for the instructor. We we found that if we break our trainings into half days, it is better. Recently, we even break it more. Like we do like two hours training a day. Yeah. That is more manageable. People can still do their work. And two hours sitting in front of a camera is not a, not yeah. a big deal. So totally different from pre-COVID. Yeah, we, we evolve and we adapt and yeah. It's it's a good lesson, mm. um, and you mentioned so you live in New Zealand. Uh, yes. So is that yeah. in, o- in Auckland or so just outside Auckland or? Yeah, Auckland, a little bit um, like in the north okay. side of Auckland. It is a state part of Auckland, but uh, it is in an area called uh, uh, Fangaparua. It's close to some base, uh, which which makes it nice. It it's a little bit far from city. I mean. In a scale of New Zealand, yeah. is far from city. In a scale of Australia, probably yeah, it's close to city. <laughs> but I, you know, I'm, I love New Zealand. I've been traveling around there a couple of times. Have you actually had a chance to to travel around, or have you sort of just been head down, getting on with stuff? Uh, no, we have actually traveled in different areas. We have been in South Island a few times already, uh, both for the work stuff, like. Uh, like training SQL Saturday oh, South yeah. Island, which have been there in Christchurch, and also for some like going around in Queenstown. We have been we have been in Nelson, oh, different areas. It's it's really nice, nice place South Island. I mean North Island is also good. Like I like Rotorua, I like yeah. uh, Bay of yeah. Islands. Different. I would consider like in terms of uh, vegetation and things like that. These two looks really like two different countries. Yes, they do. I agree. It's sort of much more rugged and mountainous in the south, and and then sort mm. of some beautiful beaches and things up in the north. And uh, Bay, Bay of Islands, I That's love. That's right. Yeah, little town of Russell and places like this. Oh, yes, oh, yeah, that oh, is oh, really nice places. Place. Um, <laughs> and so, wh- how did you end up in New Zealand? And when when did you move there? Uh, we moved here actually in when was that? Two thousand twelve. Right. Uh, January 2012, I think. 31st of January 2012, we came to New Zealand. Oh, okay. Uh, like, it was it was quite a interesting story, actually. When, when you are, like, I'm originally from Iran, Leila originally from Iran. When you are from Iran, traveling to other countries, I mean, there's no problem in traveling to other countries, but getting, let's say, uh, a type of visa that you can work, study, and those kind of things, you don't have so many options. There are like limited right. options. Like we tried going to Canada for some time. I think we started the application in probably like 2008, 2009. It took okay. like three, four years and we didn't hear back anything at all. So oh. then in 2012, we said, well, let, let's try New Zealand. That time, Leila was also searching for a place that she can continue um, on her PhD. Uh, right. and, and considering that, you also need to consider places that there are good universities that you can uh, continue on PhD. Uh, and New Zealand was one of those places. We applied and we got a visa in 20 days. 20 wow. days. <laughs> um, okay. And that is how it happened. We came to New Zealand with thinking that, well, 
if something is not good, at least we have our Canada as a backup and we'll go there. Uh, not uh, not to say anything bad about Canada. I have a lot of good <laughs> Canadian friends. But we came to New Zealand. We loved this place. We applied for a residency uh, and we just stayed here. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't blame you. It's a, <laughs> it, is a, it, it is a beautiful place there. So. Yes. Um, so, so in Iran, then, what did you study at university? I was doing computer engineering, more on okay. hardware side, like electronic works and things like that. I didn't have that ah. many courses on software. We had few, of course, like programming in Pascal, in C plus plus. Those, right. those yeah, like yeah. really old languages some database courses yeah that that was that was what i studied i think it was between 1998 to 2002 i think um, what what sort of the computers then what sort of ram and spec would you been would have been a good computer <laughs> back then i think that time we had something called pentium pentium 4 pentium oh, 5 okay. Uh, I don't yeah, really yeah. remember how much was the RAM size of it, but but I remember I didn't have actually a laptop. I had a whole case I moved with myself because <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because the city that I went to university was uh, far from the city that I born. Like I born in uh, a northern city in uh, uh, in Iran. It's right beside Caspian Sea. Uh, Weather-wise, very similar to Oakland. Uh, but then I went to university in a city that is more like desert style, right oh, in the right, middle yeah. of Iran. It was like totally different climate and it was a long trip as well. So I normally took train and I had this case with the money too. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I'm sure it wasn't very light either. Probably no, not at all. Heavy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and compare that to today then, sort of what, what computer setup are you running now? Have you got some super duper <laughs> laptop that's all fired up with gigabytes of RAM chucked yeah. in there? Not like compared to many others who are using like 64 gigabyte and things like that. Not that many. I'm on a 60, 16 gigabyte RAM. That's it's a modest. A, it's an Asus ZenBook Do, which has a dual screen, which, which is ah, quite yeah. nice. Uh, a lot of monitors. <laughs> it's like so how, so. how many monitors do you have? Uh, the moment is like six. Six. Awesome. <laughs> That's pretty good. I saw uh, Alberto Ferrari put put a tweet up the other day with his his oh, monitor yeah. setup. I think he had about six as well. There yeah, Alberto. I think has has even one more. Some something this, like that. Yeah, it has, it has like two two stories. <laughs> yeah, there's double decker, double decker monitors. Yeah. Um, so. In the past, then, what what job or role or position do you think influenced you? You know, most to where you are today. Was was there a person that you sort of learned a lot from, or was there some sort of job you did that you went, oh, "I really like this thing," or is it just been a, a sort of a bit of a flow from various different areas? I think getting into the technology was more kind of a flow because when I was at university, uh, like we had a internship period like these days universities here also have that internship period that the student goes let's say to a summer intern or something like that yeah uh, i went to an internship period in a company and they've been using visual basic sex and uh and sql server 6.5 
back in the days. It was like okay. pretty old technology. They've yeah. been building like uh, Windows application, commercial Windows applications. Right. So I learned about that. I, I really enjoyed uh, writing code, programming and things like that. Then yeah, I yeah. became, after the university, I became more kind of like a, a developer, .NET developer those days when the .NET came, like C Sharp .NET and things like that. I but but very fast, probably like in a year or two, I became really interested in how the database works. I enjoyed working with the data, designing database. Then I wrote a lot of database scripts, like SQL scripts. Okay. And I get into data transformation technologies, SSIS, DTS, those times actually called the data transformation services, something like that, then changed to SQL Server Integration Services. And that was how I ended up into the whole world of BI, which after a few years, I think it was probably in 2011, uh, which I get involved more with Power Pivot and okay. SQL Server Analysis Services of uh, Tabular, because before, had, before that we had multidimensional. So gradually it ended up towards Power BI. Uh, that is the technology side. But in terms of me being interested in actually uh, like development stuff, I think that came from uh, my dad's being a wood carpenter. So we used to go uh, uh, to his workshop, trying to building things with wood and okay. nails and yeah, things yeah. like that. That gave me the uh, like good feeling of creating something. Right. That is yeah, the yeah. feeling that I still love. So bizarre, we've got a bit of an overlap here then because my <laughs> grandfather was a carpenter and I used to play in his woodshed, playing around nice. with all the, with all the tools and the sort of you've got lathes and, and all sorts of things to play around with. And then I did a year out for my university course and I started just playing about with, at the time it was Lotus 1, 2, 3 and VBA. Well, not VBA, but whatever the macro code was in Lotus back in the day. And yeah, that sort of, just That's enjoying that sort of thing, you know, you just start to develop in there and stuff as well. So, oh, awesome. That's really cool. That's good. Um, so then, then let me talk about your blog, right? So mm. I went into your blog. I clicked on the previous article page, then the previous article page, then the previous page. <laughs> uh, and I noticed at the top, there's a little sort of page counter. So eventually I got back to page 81, of your blog, right? <laughs> so this isn't 81 articles. This is one 81 pages of articles, which is intense. <laughs> um, and the first post I came back to was 2009, so October 23rd, 2009, um, working with flat files dynamically in SSIS package. Okay. <laughs> so, that is right. so, and you've mentioned SSIS just briefly as well now. I know nothing about SSIS other than it's sort of, you use it for transforming data and that's about it. But mm -hmm. can you just give a brief sort of, you know, overview of what it is and does it relate to Power Query in any way? Is it, is it sort of uh, a like for like? Is it very different? What's, what's your thoughts? I, um, I would say it is uh, Power Query combined with uh, a little bit of other things. In uh, like in in general, it's a data transformation technology, very similar to Power Query. When we do uh, have options in Power Query to get data from different sources, in SSIS we also have data sources. 
uh, when we do the data transformation in Power Query, such as pivoting, merging, things like that, we have those kind of transformations also in SSIS. I would say probably more developer way of doing things than in Power Query because Power Query is so intuitive, everything is really simple. Uh, but in in there, you should be a little bit familiar of how to do things. For example, you get source from one place connected to multiple destinations, things right. like that. Um, so in terms of the data flow of SSIS, I would say that is very similar to Power Query. Uh, but in SSIS, we also have other things, something called control flow. That is something we don't have in Power Query. Uh, and that control flow can do a lot of interesting other things as well. Like for example, based on my data, I can send emails, I can call an API, um, uh, I can loop through specific things, do something um, uh, about that. I can run a C-sharp code. So actually you can integrate your data flow concept with other things. If you want to compare that with Power Query, probably you can achieve that with combining Power Query and Power Automate together right. to build yeah. that kind of yeah. thing. And is it is it purely sort of script based then, SSIS? Are you just are you writing the code or is there actually a user interface type? Okay. User interface, mostly oh, okay. user interface. Uh, uh, so yeah, it, it is not that much scripting, probably your scripting would be like 30% of the time right. is uh, uh, like it is a little bit more than scripting we do in Power Query because in Power Query there are scenarios that you may not even do even write a line of script you do all everything with graphical interface in SSIS there are few for example expressions you need to write here right there but it, it is not like a block of program you have to write things you can just drag this component. This is my data source. Drag another component. Oh, okay. This is merge. I'm merging it with this. So it, yeah, it is a yeah. nice UI. And is it, it, yeah. is it got a choice of then destinations of that output? Mm. That is one other big benefit of that compared to Power Query that you can write your data in any places okay. you want. Hopefully Power Query will in the future, yeah. some magical future time, will have some ability to... <laughs> push it somewhere else but to do that uh, yeah actually at the moment you can like one of the data sources in ssis is called uh excel source which actually brings data okay. from excel and in there you can copy your power query script and if you do that then you are actually running your power query script and then you can choose what destination you want to have yeah like a workaround for storing it in different places okay and then um I then saw on your on your um, on your blog um, introduction to Power BI Designer. Oh yeah, Post, that was like posted that. May 15, 2015. 2015, yes, okay. yeah. I think I think the first few months of twenty fifteen, Power BI was called Power BI Designer. Yeah, yeah, and that's actually yeah. it's actually your first YouTube video as well. Oh, I went, nice. I went yeah. back onto your YouTube channel. I <laughs> did a little reverse date search and, and that was the video for it. I, I'd totally forgotten what it even looked like. And it, so I was looking at the video going, oh, yeah, I forgot that even existed. <laughs> it wasn't around yeah, for very it, long, it, was it? No, no, it was only for a few months. And it was uh, very similar to Power BI Desktop, earlier versions of Power BI Desktop, of course, not these days. Yeah, yeah. Of and it, sort of, it seemed to take 
that power view element from Excel mm. and sort of just take all the bits, but without the rest of Excel, and then, and then just sort of plonk it on a bit of a separate app. But then following up closely on your blog in July 2015, so a few months later, mm. was what's new in Power BI Desktop 2.0? General availability. Yeah. And then you, you sort of give us a full intro, and that looks a much more like what we now know. That is correct. That that version two actually was uh, was literally when Microsoft really called it, let's say, Power BI desktop. Yeah, from yeah. That, that that time and and that blog article, I remember that 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 went quite viral because there was not so many uh, explanation about what is included in that version and things like that. And when I wrote it, a lot of people liked it. A lot of comments on that, which bring me to the point that probably I need to focus more on Power BI desktop then. Okay. Yeah. So that, then the, the um, because then you'd sort of, uh, before I just move on to the, the, the rookie to rockstar sort of series mm. as well, because I think that's probably where I first came across your stuff was, was, was that mm. um, just in that post that you did on, in July, 2015, um, you called out a fact in that blog post that, one of the things that impressed you was that you could have the Power Query editor window open and still work on the Power BI report itself. You could do the two. And you and I'll, I'll sort of semi-quote you here. You then say, I hope this feature will soon be available in Power Query for Excel. <laughs> yes, yeah, that is right. Six years, six years later, we're still, we're, we're still hoping. So the, the, the Rookie to Rockstar series the books mm. then you you sort of started to almost like serialize your blog posts in, in essence you know, <laughs> yes it, it it, 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 and it's pulling together it's a great idea um and has, has those been popular and and did you um you seem to have grown the 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 sort of content mm. you know and you must have put a lot of effort into there so just talk about that wait what yeah. what your thoughts were about it and how it evolved yeah so i i started writing about power bi much more after that blog post of what's new in power bi gen i mean not gen 2 but version 2.0 yeah. uh, after that i started writing a lot about Power BI, and after some time, after a few months, I realized, well, I have a lot of content. They are not, let's say, categorized. They are not organized. So let's do just a free PDF book version of these, call it Power BI from Rocky to Rockstar, and it worked. But then again, I had much more content into that. Then I realized, well, if this is all in one book, it is going to be over a thousand pages. So let's split it into multiple books. One yeah, book on yeah, yeah. Essentials, one book on Power Query, DAX. Uh, but since that time, a lot has passed and I have a lot of new articles that I haven't updated. I, perhaps this is something I should do sometimes in the next few months if I get time to update that rocky to rocky you just seem to have so much spare time with i can't believe you haven't had <laughs> i can't believe you haven't got round to it yet <laughs> yeah it, it it changes so quickly doesn't it definitely especially with the updates every month on the power bi desktop we also have updates from power bi service team we have updates from power bi report server the team like power bi mobile updates so many changes yeah yeah, and I, 
Have you also been using data flows and getting into that side of things? As oh, well? yes. Yep. Yeah. I'm using that a lot these days, enjoying that. And, and I also advise a lot of customers to use that because it is basically like the same Power Query they do, but it is more reusable than just doing it in one file. Yeah. Well, it, it still it... requires a bit of things like using those in Excel, like the data from Dataflow in Excel, which hopefully will become available soon. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. Is there any sort of common use case for data flows that, that you've come across or you've reused a couple of times? Or I it... would like one of the most common use cases, I would say, as soon as I realize that I have one table that I may need it in multiple files in two different yeah. Power BI files. As soon as I get to that situation, I normally go ahead and create a data flow for that. Date table, timetable, currency table, this happens a lot because you use it in many Power BI files. Uh, yeah. But also for other things, like for example, a product table, I may use it in inventory model. I might use it in sales model. Those those are also good good scenarios. And converting your query to data flow is not that much easy as well. You'll go and copy it, paste it there. You just need to do some connection stuff and things like that. Hopefully you'll be fine if you haven't used any of the functions that may not work over there. Yeah. <laughs> copy paste, cross the fingers. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Normally, normally works. Um, any, any frustration, <laughs> any frustrations or sort of warnings for, for folks? sort of starting to use data flows or is there? Um, I would say the licensing would be the most challenge. Like in, okay. in Power BI Desktop, doing Power Query, like you can do anything in Power Query. There is no limit. I mean, unless one thing, uh, calling those AI functionality. Uh, oh, yeah. Except that basically you can literally do anything in Power Query, in Power BI Desktop, um, and that can be done even with Power BI free version, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, those AI function, also there's a workaround for that. Like if you call that cognitive services API yourself from Power Query script, you don't even need extra license for that. Uh, oh, okay. but, but when it comes to data flow, the situations is a little bit different because uh, in data flow, we are working on a capacity which is hosted in the service, there are some of the functionalities that are limited. Like one of those that I found a lot limiting is um, different type of entities, computed entity especially, which is good for performance, but considering that some may not have Power BI premium license, that is a limitation for them. They, they can't really reference from a query that that other query also exist and is loading right that is it yeah and that's that is, that's, that's mm. the sort of thing as well isn't it it's the it's the loading of that other query mm. which is something i didn't quite realize when i first started playing about with this was that if you if you just sort of if you disable load you can reference mm. another query yeah but as soon as you want to load both yeah, in the some situation, you want that original one. Yeah. Let's say that is the full transaction table. My new one is more like aggregated and I want to load them both. Yes. That can be a challenge. Uh, but but this uh, PPU license can be helpful, premium per user. At yeah. least there is a 
there is a cheaper way for some small businesses to use those. Uh, so in, in general, yeah, I would say it is a little bit more limiting in terms of features based on the license you've got in data flow than Paracore in Power BI yeah, Desktop. Yeah. But I would say it would be uh, more useful in the future usage of Power BI to use data flow. Yeah. And in terms of ownership of data flows as well, mm. so if you're building something, then is it still the case that somebody else has to take over? Because I haven't played with it for a few months now. Somebody else has I to take over I think at the moment it is still there. It is still like that. But that is one of the things that is uh, on an active backlog, hopefully, will okay. be, uh, one day will soon. be available soon. Hopefully <laughs> <laughs> not six or seven years. Like, like. <laughs> uh, and so when, when did you first come across Power Query at all? Did, you, did it sort of, was it in an MVP summit or did you? I actually, I, ha I had an earlier view on that even okay. than MVP summit. Right. <laughs> so, I, uh, and that was interesting. Uh, um, you know, Matt Mason, you probably yes, heard. Yes, yes. So, uh, um, Matt Mason used to be in SSIS team. That is how I knew him before okay. coming into Power BI. So he was in SSIS team. I was doing a lot of SSIS. So I knew him. Uh, and then uh, we went to different conferences. In one conference, it was in Hong Kong. I don't really remember the date, but I think it was 2013, something like that. Uh, we have We've been in the speaker room and he was showing me like a very... Uh, let's say first demo of something, uh, an add-on for Excel called Data Explorer. Oh, okay. And that was the pretty first name of Power Query. Uh, it was, I mean, it didn't have all of these menu options that you see in Power Query these days. It was just a very few options, but even those, the ability to be in Excel, do some transformations just as simple as that and doing it through graphic, that, that was really amazing. That was when I first actually seen that. And then later on, we had an MVP summit in Seattle. We have seen that. And I think after a few months, that became really general available. Right. The first version came in 2013 at some point, I remember. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's pretty, I think everybody who sees it and discovers it just generally thinks, wow, you know, this is good. That is right. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that is definitely right. And, and early days, it didn't have that many graphical options. So for doing a lot of things, you had to write scripts. And that was how I got uh, involved in M scripting a lot. Because these days, if you are doing Power Query, you can do most of that without writing M script. Yeah. But those days, you had to do more than this. Oh, okay. Yeah, and mm. then you, you learn more of the the that is right, technique yes. underneath and the technology and the, the, the syntax that you, you need because you haven't got a lovely button to click. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, and there was a PDF file, uh, the formula specification, which is still there. I think it's like 115 uh, pages PDF file can be found in Microsoft right. if you search for Power Query formula specification, which is really hard hard book to read or hard file to read. Yeah. It's really <laughs> written in a geeky way. Uh, like time by time I went to that, I looked at one part, one formula, tried to do it in Power Query. Uh, it was fun. It was also hard because that's not an easy file to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Have you have have you done some documentation work for Microsoft? Yes, yeah, I've done some recently uh, for for the data flow. Actually. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so some of some of recent data flow articles uh, in in Power Query documentation are those that I have been working actually. Uh, me and Miguel Scobar. Miguel oh, okay. was doing more on Power Query in Power BI desktop side. I was doing on uh, the data flow side. I think I had something like 16, 17 articles in what? there. Uh, not all of them was, uh, let's say, totally new articles. Some of them has been an article that I just updated it with some new content. But in general, it was all about different aspects of data flow, how to convert your Power Query in Power BI Desktop to data flow, how, what is compute identity, what is linked entity, right, yeah, yeah. what is the standard data flow, analytical data flow, all those kind of things around. Okay. And again, sort of... Uh... More time, <laughs> more. Time. <laughs> yeah, that that was quite interesting experience to to work with right, with yeah. the team as well. Uh, the Power Query team in Microsoft they are really lovely people. Yeah, so it was great to work with them. Awesome. Um, and I guess from running training courses as well, you're seeing you know people discovering this stuff for the first time. Um, mm. You know, for me, a joy of a joy of training is t showing people Power Query. Yes. Yeah. You know, have you got any stories about people sort of just eyes lighting up or, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, like uh, I mean, the whole Power Query looks amazing for people, uh, especially for those who are coming from Excel background. Uh, but for example, when I talk about things such as column by example, yes. uh, that that is like the wow moment, <laughs> mostly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or things that Power Query does really simply, like splitting a column by delimiter and things like that. These are really simple transformations, but it can do immense help in a lot of like type of data we get from text files. Yeah. Are you, are you still finding that, um, <clears throat> you know, clients are still running on exported CSVs, exported Excel files? Um, you know, the, the, yeah. it doesn't seem to matter to me what size of organization I work with. It's still a lot. There are always that kind of data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely. Even if there is a data warehouse, even if there is, let's say, enterprise BI team, there are always some exported CSV Excel files sitting yeah. somewhere that needs to be analyzed. Yeah, um, I still, I, I, the one that gets me still is the XLS exports mm, oh. which power query doesn't really like and it can have some weird yeah. weird sort of performance issues and i've even had a number be wrong once because of a date transformation thing it was oh yeah there's still those exports out there yeah <laughs> yeah th those are a little bit hard as you said yeah. power query doesn't like them <laughs> so lesson for everybody try not to use xls files please try and get some other export <laughs> csv probably you know is a, is a better option. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. What's your worst ever presentation moment? So I had, oh, a, I had um, a chat with Lars Schreiber recently and we were talking about this. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Have you got anything that's gone horribly wrong? <laughs> oh, yeah. I had, I had a lot of those, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like pre-COVID life, I've been doing a lot of presentation and when you are doing a lot of things, the chance of, having something going wrong in it also goes, goes high. Like, uh, I, I remember like 
there are a few, but one of them, for example, I remember I was uh, presenting in Pass Summit, I think that was 2013. I was the last session of the last day of the conference, among few right. others. So basically, when, when it was my time to present, a lot of people already been leaving with their, <laughs> with their bags and <laughs> yeah, okay. luggage and everything like that. But anyway, I had the session, I had some attendees as well, and... Uh, when the session started, I, like I normally use this, like the wireless mouse. I mean, these days everyone okay. uses wireless mouse. Yeah. Those days, like not everybody used wireless mouse, but still I had that. Uh, and uh, I didn't realize that I'm using that for a long time and the battery went flat. And I'm one of those guys that uh, is terrible, terrible with the touchpad. I, I can't do anything with that touchpad at all. So uh, that went flat. I asked attendees, no one ever <laughs> there had one mouse or not even a battery. No so way. I, I had to do all of these and my presentation was heavy, uh, like, like demo heavy. So I had to do like this, this, this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I went probably through mm, like 60% of my content than the entire thing, but, but it went. It went okay. I mean, audience learned something, but it didn't went the way that I <laughs> I wanted yeah. to go. Oh. <laughs> that is good. Oh, so do you always carry a backup mouse now? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I make sure that I have a full set of battery, not just for mouse, for other things as well, in case they run out. Always have the batteries. Awesome. <laughs> um, and you said there were a few. Is there is there one other you, you have? Oh, yeah. Like uh, before, uh, like when I was back in Iran, so I, my presentation was all in Persian, like in Iran, like the main uh, language to talk is Farsi. Everyone talks Farsi. Okay. Like English is fine, but you never really talk English. Uh, so the first presentation that actually I had outside of Iran um, I was in front of audience and I, because it was, I was going to deliver it in English. So I had some rehearsal before that, okay, this is going to this, this take this much and that much. And, and uh, what I didn't realize is that I'm explaining things in English more than what a normal English person would do. Like, for example, if this sentence is like this long, if an English person is saying it, I was saying this sentence, another sentence that have the same meaning, another sentence that <laughs> carry again the same meaning, like right. saying that four or five times, which uh, which ended up that I was in the slide five and I had only five minutes <laughs> from my session presentation time and there wasn't sleep to any more slides. Uh, <laughs> that was another <laughs> another interesting story that I tried to work on my English a little bit. I'm still not not that good at English, but <laughs> at least I can manage the time. I'm, I'm just in awe of, you know, all folk who do this stuff in their second language. You know, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's you, not only are you learning like the programming language, <laughs> you're then becoming an expert <laughs> in explaining it in a different language. Mm. And to have the, have the guts to get up and just do a presentation in front of an audience in a foreign language, just, you know, <laughs> full, full salute and full honor. You know, thank it you. goes to all of you because it's just amazing. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so time for my five impossible questions. So these are totally hard, <laughs> impossible. You're not meant to get the answer, 
panel query questions. Okay, <laughs> they're totally unfair. And um, question, let's just get into it. So question one, we're in Power BI Desktop and we click on Get Data and we go to the mm -hmm. Other section. Okay, other, other sources, basically. More. Yeah, yeah. more. And there's, you then have all file, database, Power Platform, Azure, online services, and then at the bottom there's Other. Mm -hmm. Name any three things under other. Okay, one is web. Yes. One is exchange. Yes. Uh, okay, one other. Blank query, maybe? Uh, yes. He's got okay. it. <laughs> well done. Okay. And yes, <laughs> round of applause. Um, can you go for a fourth? Do you want to go for a bonus point? I'm not sure. Is Active Directory? Did I say Active, oh, Active Directory? Di gets a bonus okay. point. Active Directory. Very good. Okay. So under data flows, mm -hmm. is there a connector for Google Analytics? I think it is. Or I hope. No. No, it is not. Oh. No. Unless I'm mistaken. I'm not going to deduct a point because <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it should be there. But I was looking yesterday and I couldn't find it and I needed it. Mm, so, so I don't think it's there, but I may be wrong. Um, maybe if you paste the the M code in there, it works. Yeah, maybe I'll try the, the I'll try yeah. that because it does sometimes work, doesn't it? Even though yeah. the actual connector button mm, isn't there. Yes, that's right. I'll give that a go. Okay, uh, in the Power Query editor, mm -hmm. right, you're in the View tab. Mm -hmm. So name one option that is in desktop, but isn't in data flows. In the view tab, something view that tab. is in desktop, not in data flows. We have formula bar in there. We have query string, uh, query setting in there. We have diagram view in there. What else? Data quality or those mono speed thing. Mm. Oh, actually, the, actually. There's, you're right, there's a few. I've just had, oh, okay. a, I've had another look. So the column distribution one. Oh, okay. That's not. Not in the. In data flows as a obvious mm -hmm. button. Formula bar, not in data flows. Oh, it's but hidden. data flow always show the formula bar. Yeah, there's a, <laughs> that's, the, that's the trap. That's <laughs> right, the trap. yeah, I see. Right. So there's a script drawn, so you can actually see the formula bar or the the actual script. So there's a different button. The other one is query dependencies. But we have that diagram view. Oh, it is called diagram yeah, view. Yeah, it's oh, called something <laughs> different. See, impossible and is, question. And it is also at the bottom right corner in data flow over something <laughs> yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that was good. Is there a Power Query function with the word rad in it? In honor of your surname? <laughs> is there uh, any Power you, Query you function? Don't mean, can you don't mean random or... No, random. it's got to have the three letters in a row, rad, but it's part of right. a Power Query function. Gradient? <laughs> no, no. There is one, though. There is one. Hmm. Any no, never it? found it, actually. If I found it, I probably <laughs> put it somewhere in my blog. <laughs> so it is teradata.database. Oh, 
that is interesting. Data database. Right, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I should consider working with Teradata a little bit more, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> we have something in common. <laughs> and last question. In the query editor, and we're in Power yeah. BI Desktop, <clears throat> there's a little help icon in the top right-hand corner, a little blue mm -hmm. help icon. What page do you end up on when you click on that? What? Mm. Any idea what? The Power Query documentation page, like it is called. No, that would make sense. Yes. But no. <laughs> where, where does it go? It goes to the, the general support page that tells you whether there's any service outages. Okay. Which normally isn't that much helpful. No. <laughs> and then there's some extra information about learning Power BI and stuff underneath that. But yeah, okay. it's just a general support page. I think they need mm. to fix that up. Yeah, these days that we have the powerquery.com, it should just yeah, point, it should point take there. there. Yeah. There we go. Okay, crystal ball time. So you're looking into the future. Yeah. Anything in particular you'd like to see happen with Power Query or even data flows or Power or the Power BI world even? What what any particular I, I would like to be able to run a Power Query script from from a .NET application. That is something I I always wanted <laughs> from the beginning of the time. Okay. And it never happened. I really like to have that because if we have it a lot of our application developers can also use Power Query. It is not then a tool just for business analysts, for BI developer. It is also for a lot of people who are developing applications and they are dealing a lot with data. So if they have Power Query, they can do these things much easier. Right. I would really like that. But, but on I'm one of the very few <laughs> who really <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a niche case, you think? Yes. <laughs> okay. Like every MVP summit, I went there, I raised my hand when Power Query team talked and I said, I want this feature, who else wanted? And then they all like, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, and and what's what's on your, you know, schedule, your busy schedule for the, for the coming six months, 12 months? You've got uh, Definity. Oh yes, we coming have up. Definity in uh, in Oakland coming up. Hopefully, we have you down here as well. You can come I've, travel. I've, I've got bubble. a bubble. <laughs> <just> a few <laughs> arms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, and a lot of planning for that, of course. Uh, working on a few books ideas. They are at the moment just ideas. One of okay. them is the data flow itself. Uh, I'm still putting around things to see can okay. I fit it in a in a concept uh, and work on bringing something like that. And we are also having something like a Definity Australia in our horizon. Yeah. We may do that. Yeah, we yeah. probably need, if we want to do it, we probably need to talk with you and a lot of our Aussie some friends to see how that might happen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. And, um, where's the, where's the best people, people can, or oh, sorry, where's the best place that people can find? You, the Radicad site, or? Uh, yeah, perhaps Radicad site, um, like LinkedIn and Twitter also. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I'm normally looking at these social media channels. Facebook, I may not that much, but LinkedIn and Twitter, I check it uh, quite regularly. And the Radicad website, of course, uh, like there is a contact us button beside it that people can get in touch if they have any questions uh, that normally is good for me as well because 
and it might lead to another blog article. That's the thing. It's those questions, <laughs> isn't it? That leads on yes. to those other. Yes, awesome. And then wrapping things up. So I like to ask my guests if they've ever had any brushes with fame or met any famous people or if there's any little known facts or talents that they have. Um, famous people, probably. No, I haven't been that much lucky. I, I've met a couple of famous people, but those are probably some Persian famous people that is right. only famous to Persians. Okay. It is not yeah, yeah. famous to others. Uh, uh, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider me uh, seeing them. Uh, like, except if we consider the Power BI family. I, I have met a lot of famous people in that group, yeah, of yeah. course. Uh, I've been lucky, fortunate uh, to do that. Um, I do, uh, you said about some other things I do as well. I do playing guitar a little bit. Ah, okay. Like are ah, so fingers. Uh, classical Spanish. What? Yeah, that is right. Classic flamenco. Flamenco. Style. Ah, yeah, yeah. Not, not that much as I used to do back in university time, like 20 years ago. Right. But a little bit like uh, playing here and there. Yeah, yeah. Do you find it sort of help, just helps you switch off a bit when you're playing? Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it helps a lot. Uh, and I enjoy uh, the whole like process of going through a new piece of music and memorizing it and doing it in different styles. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Excellent. And then one last requirement of coming onto Paraquee Magic, you need to leave two of your own articles. So your favorite article and your most popular one. So what, what are you leaving us with? What's your most popular? The most popular is the one that I wrote very long time ago. It's about append versus merge. Every time I go to YouTube or my blog, I see that has the most right. view. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, which is quite good because combining data sets is one of the most important things that a lot of uh, people do. So that is the most popular. Uh, and the one that I like most is I have an article which is not that popular as this one, uh, which is about some of the things that, like one of the things, one of the things that you can do in M, but you cannot do using the Power Query graphical interface. Uh, like the whole subject of that is that when you group data in Power Query using group by, it gives you some aggregations such as count, sum, minimum, maximum, things like yep. that. But for example, it doesn't give you the option to get the first item in a list. Yes. Like for example, I group all the transactions by the product ID, but then I want the sales amount of the first transaction, something like this isn't really that much complicated, but it is something that we cannot do with graphical interface, not at the moment. You can do that with a small change in Power Query and M. And the reason that I like it a lot is that this helps people to understand that there are much more things can be done in M, which if they just stick to the graphical interface, they don't see it. I gotta say, I love that article. <laughs> that helped me out. Thank that you. helped me out. Thank I, you. I uh, definitely, Googled that one. It popped up. I needed it. <laughs> I used it. And uh, I once in a while, I have to jump back in there because I can't remember all of this stuff at all. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> thoroughly appreciate that one. That, is, that exact article has helped, helped me. 
<laughs> I'm glad you can. And, uh, and finally, I'm going to strand you on a desert island and you're allowed to take <laughs> one item with you. It can be a, a luxury or something you might find useful, but it must begin with the letter M in honour of the M language. So if you were going to take something, what would it be? Something. Mm. It's, it could be something to keep you entertained. It could be something that you might miss. It could be something useful. So, And it should be with letter M. It's got to start with the letter M, which is the, the real killer here. Music instrument? <laughs> oh, musical instrument. I'll give you that. You can have that. Something I like, like it. that, yeah. I think yeah, that would yeah. be good. <laughs> Awesome. Even, well, even if I die from starving, I still play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can, you, can, yeah. you can entertain yourself on your way out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, Reza, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you. Pleasure. I've really enjoyed, I've really enjoyed it. Thanks for the opportunity. And it was fantastic to be with you and the audience. And I'll, uh, I'll leave links for the Reza's articles and things and to, the, to his site and et cetera in the, in the comments. Um, Reza, keep sharing the magic and I will catch you later on. Awesome. Thank you. Have, have a good rest of your day, everyone. Mm-hmm.